As here we are at the Cover 3 Athletics Weekly Whippeal Football Podcast. As here we are with the Week 5 Recap. As we're going to talk about all the action from last Friday night. And oh, let's not waste any time, right? So, close, before we get started. The City League did not play due to COVID precautions. So, none of those teams got to play this past week. So, that's easy as that. So, Whippeal Football Recap in Week 5. Here we come. Class 6A. Canamac rolls Hemfield in 45-27, a game that the Big Macs had to have. They're going to be a serious playoff team, a game that the Spartans needed to try to keep their hopes alive. Canamac scored 28 points in the first half. They never looked back. As Ryan Angon in this game, he ran for two touchdowns. Mike Evans led the Big Macs, though, as he threw a touchdown to Lamont Lyons. Ken McMahon and ran for one. Anthony Finney had an 85 punt return. Big Max rolled. Baldwin beats Norwin to get off the schneid. 21-10. Baldwin scored all the points in the second half. As two fumble returns for touchdowns. Hope the Highlanders get the victory there. Central Catholic Seneca Valley. One of the two marquee games. And well, it took all of about six and a half minutes for the Vikings to put this one away. As, up, as the Raiders go to stop the opening series with their first offensive play, Nolan Dorick had a nice 12-yard run before Gannon Cudge really just takes the football out of his hands. Men tackle for a fumble. Moments later, Payne away into Deverne settles 38 yards to the touchdown. Then a couple plays after that, Graham Hancock is pressured and picked off. That's that, but Cudge's 10-yard touchdown run. And from there, it was all Vikings. It was just like that, and on six half minutes, it was 21-0. They never looked back. They win 35-0 there. As Arbor Fulton had a 70-yard scoop and score later in the first quarter. Four, five takeaways for the Viking defense. And they get a huge victory there to kind of s- separate 6A a bit. With Amalim and North Allegheny, the Blue Devils are humming in all cylinders. As Amalim they jumped out to a 21-0 lead in the first half. And then used the 20-point third quarter to just get control of this game. As this senior group's doing something special, as Joey Daniels for the Blue Devils led them, as he ran for two, tu- as he ran for, as he ran for, as he ran for a touchdown, threw three of them, two of them to Eli Heinrich, Alex Texic was the recipient of one, ran for two others, actually ran for three others. My apologies. My Lebanon just dominated all three phases of the game, so a huge victory for My Lebanon again. Six A now, and basically it's split as six A. Looks like this as Mount Lebanon and Social Catholic they're on top, both three and zero in conference play, combined to be eleven one overall, and they'll square off this upcoming week to determine the frontrunner in the conference. But they're kind of the top two dogs, and it's not even debatable. Canamac, Seneca Valley, both two and one, four and two overall. As those two still play down the road, they both still go North Allegheny, so a lot of intrigue there for three, four, and five positioning as NA's one and two in six A play. They've already lost the Blue Devils and Vikings, so it only gets easier for them. And then Baldwin's also won 2-6A. and six a. So, again, Baldwin, if they could pull an upset, maybe get some help, they could sneak in and kind of shake up that top five picture. Him feeling Norwood at the bottom, 0-3. So then Class 5A, conference play finally began here. Is the Allegheny 6. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wacky every single week, possibly every game, as this conference is just loaded. Bethel Park beats a shorthand in West A team. 26-10, the Blackhawks scored 13 and answered in the fourth quarter pull away. 
as Max Block ran for two touchdowns and hit Jack Kircher for a nine-yarder to seal the cap the scoring in the fourth quarter. And a big win for them. Of course, West A's shorthand back-to-back losses, obviously never a good thing. Of course, the Blackhawks are starting to get some confidence. You never know going forward. Upper St. Clair, a team that came in kind of limping. Well, whatever they did, they fixed things. They pull off a huge upset as they shellac Peters Township 31-3. So this is kind of a curveball in the conference. As USC scored 31 unanswered to get the victory here. As Aiden Bessman, a little trickery, found Ethan Heaster for a 56-yard catch around touchdown to give them a 10-3 lead in the second quarter. And then Brady Oders, Mateo Sapulio, 29 yards, made 17-3 at the half. And then Heaster ran for two touchdowns in the second half to ice it. The Panther defense, the unsunk heroes in this game, a huge win for them. And this conference, again, a little bit of a tailspin with a moon Safayette. As Nate Dean's getting a Lions early lead, but it'd be all the Tigers as Moon's defense dominates from there on out. The offense did enough. As Dylan Sleeve had a five-yard run, Tate Beachy scored on a two-yard run and had a 57-yard catch run. Tyron Gowan capped the scoring with a 22-yard scamper in the fourth. Tigers stand defeated, double up South Fayette. In the Big East, Frank Regal snaps the losing streak, rounding Connellsville 36-0. Gateway rolls La Trobe 53-7, and then Penn Trafford beats Woody High Friday Night Rivals 27-6. As Carter Green, as he as he just dominated with his legs, ran for two touchdowns, and then Katie Akimeli had a 64-yard scoring scamper in the third quarter. The Warrior defense dominated. They contained Deontay Williams for majority night. As Wolverines would have big plays, Penn Trafford with a, with a comfortable statement one to start conference play, and then the Northeast. Fox Chapel doubles up Shaler, 28-14. As the Dane Thomas ran for three touchdowns, highlighted by a 77-yarder in the third quarter, had a 39-yarder in the fourth to seal the win. Colin Dietz found Colin Katowski for a touchdown. But then in, we're in the end of, end of defeat. Keegan Smetanka and Joe Satavado hooked up for two touchdowns for Shaler. Pirates then Penn Hills, a big game. And again, coming to this one, it looked like PR might not have any issues. On the contrary, this was one of the better games of the night. It was hard fought. Came down to the wire as the Rams hold on for a 21-14 win. It was back and forth as Brooks Eastburn ran for 15 and 16 or touchdowns. Julian Duggar scored on a six-yard run and found his brother Jaden from a 15 or touchdown pass to tie the game up at 14 at the half. The only points the second half came in the third quarter. Cole Boyd, Jeremiah Hazley, four yards for the touchdown, and then the Rand defense did the rest. They get the 21-14 win, and they now make it three straight. North Hills, Kiski area, back and forth they go as Robert Dickerson had a 32 touchdown grab in the second quarter for a 7-0 Indian lead. The Cavaliers got on the board in the third quarter to Cody Dykes' field goal, and then Chad Hill, Pepler's four-yard run early in the fourth quarter made it 10-7. A hard-fought defensive battle stayed the way. But it was a late game drive engineered by John Green who had a deep ball completion on Dickerson. The offense quickly moved. And then you and John Green on the keeper going in to walk it off. The Indian Demons, Dickerson, and an interception on a Hail Mary try to end the game. North Hills victorious 14 10 over Kiski. Cavaliers no longer undefeated. So taking a peep at things. So the Allegheny Six, Moon, Upper St. Clair, 
and Bethel Park, your top half of the conference right now, winning the openers as Moon 6-0 overall, the year 2 3-3. and With the Pierce Township, South Fayette, and West Day are all 0-1. As the Indians and Lions are 4-2 overall, Indians are 3-2. So again, this conference is going to be an absolute joyride week in, week out across the board. And again, get the wins when you can. Whoever can stack them is going to be successful in this conference. The Big East, not surprised. Gateway and Penn Trafford start off 1-0. Franklin Angel in that group as well. So again, going forward, we'll see though, of course, the Wolverines, they're 1-5, but they had to forfeit one of those five losses due to COVID precautions. And then they've lost those other four games by, we'll take out, we'll take out the Penn Trafford 21-point uh, loss. The Wolverines, they've been defeated. They've actually been, they've actually had score teams by two points. So that's how close it's been this year for them. So again, they could just turn around win the games they need to. They'll be a playoff team, but the, the door is open for the Trobe and FR for sure. In the Northeast, North Hills, Pirates and Fox Chapel at the top half of the conference. All with the opening victories. As Kiski's 5-1, everybody else is basically sub-500. But watch out for North Hills. A huge stable one coming back with a, with a John Greenlee and a game-winning drive late in the fourth quarter. And again, some more momentum builds. The defense continues to play well. PR didn't blow off Penn Hills. This conference, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. And you know, you know, the Foxes, the way they score points, if they can get some more help defensively, they could be a player low-key in this conference, too. Now let's check out Class 4, what happened in the matchup of Whitlock and Gallagher. It was actually about sophomore Jake Gedekoen. Gedeko, I apologize if I mispronounced that. For the Leopards, is Jake Gedeko runs for five touchdowns. Filling in for the injured Quinn and Martin. Leopards cruise 56-14. As early on as Devin Willock, as he ran a pump back 64 yards for the only points of the first quarter. He then had a 5-yard run for a second quarter touchdown. Ronnie Gallagher, Keandre DeShields had a 78-yard catch run to make a 14-7. But then it was Gatecoa's show scoring on a 26-yard run before the half to make a 21-7. And then a 21-point third quarter saw Gatecoa Score from seven yards out. Craig Doganelli and Woodlock score. As Gallagher did throw a 28 yard touchdown pass on the span. In the fourth quarter, Gedekoa scored twice. Game, set, match. Belburn in 56 14. McKeesport over Ringgold 41 0. As Jamil Perriman, as he ran for two touchdowns, including a 57 yarder, also caught a 22 yard pass from Jake Miller. Jake Miller threw two touchdowns on the night. Tiger defense dominates. And then Trinity upsets West Mifflin 20-19 as it was a low-scoring game all the way through. But in the fourth quarter, a pair of Alex Tush field goals was the difference, holding off West Mifflin as Tush hit the game-winning 19-yard late as Tyrell Ogletree had a 77-yard run for West Mifflin. Andre Spencer had a 65-yard catcher on. Tisha McMillan threw the pass and ran for another touchdown, but it wasn't enough. As a pair of field points do it in. Trinity with a walk-off field goal on the road wins by one. TJ did not play this week. The Greater Allegheny, the Hampton Talbots, they've had a lot of close wins, a lot of hard-fought battles. Say what you want, but last two weeks, they have made absolute statements. First, winning an undefeated matchup in, by dominating over Highlands. And then this past Friday, they welcome in Griezmann Salem, who had one of the better offenses in the Whippeal, one of the better passing games. And they shut them down. Talbots dominate 45-6. to 
It was 31 nothing at the half. As Brock Borgo, as he ran for three touchdowns, they'll lead the Talbots. Jana Risk going in the end zone once. Joey Mayer, Jake Premick each had rushing touchdowns. As the goal line's only touchdown came from Hanteska to Cody Rubricht, that the Talbots dominate to stand defeated. Knock upsets Indiana 27-26 as all as long as score was done in the first half. His scoop is an early scoop and score set the tone for the Knights. As Keegan Frazier ran for two touchdowns, and actually Gavin McGowan had one not one but two scoop and scores for the knock. As Devin Flood ran for three touchdowns and defeat, including fifty eight yard lead in the fourth quarter. They successfully won for two to go within one when they couldn't get the ball back. So knock holds on for the win. Armstrong routes Mars thirty seven to zero as the Mars offense. I mean this is all time just ugly again, no points. As a 15-point fourth quarter put the game away for the Riverhawks. As Caden Olsen, he did it all. As he ran for four touchdowns, threw one, threw one on a 10-yard pass to Zo- and Dozik Zablonki. Plum over Highlands 23-21. So Highlands, back-to-back losses, kind of falling off the map. The Mustangs, back-to-back wins. Teams going in different directions when it starts to matter. As Eric Moore got the job done for Plum. Who held off a late rally by the Golden Rams. And then the Parkway opened up conference play. Alcopa Rods Beaver 35-7. as was 28-0 at the half. As Tequi Hayes had a 14-yard run. And then um, Quinton Good threw a pair of touchdown passes as well to lead the Quips. Newcastle holds off Montour 14-10 as a pair of second-half touchdowns. Got the new got Newcastle Magnitude as Chris Hood ran and threw for a score, and then Shore Valley doubles a Blackhawk and then Porter game 20 to 13 as both these teams have been up and down, so a huge game goes the Colts' way as Lamont Payne as he scored three touchdowns, all of them receiving two of them on passes from Anthony Mackey who also added a rushing score to ice the game in the fourth quarter, big one for the Colts there. And looking at the conference things in the Parkway, Alquipa. Newcastle, Shore Valley start off 1-0. All of them have four victories on the season overall. The Greater Allegheny. Hampton keeps a one-game lead. They're 6-0 overall, 3-0 in the conference play. And again, the Talbots, week by week, they're getting better, and their wins are more impressive. They're dominating the game in all three phases, doing it by running the ball with a little bit through the air. Well, then Armstrong, Greensburg-Salem, both have both are 2-1 in the conference, with their only loss being to Hampton. Both are four and two overall. Plum is two and four, but they're two and one in the conference with back-to-back victories, and that's the top half, the bottom half. Highlands consecutive losses drops them to one and two. Same goes for Indiana. Knock gets off the conference schneid, and then Mars at the bottom, zero and six, zero and three. And in the big and in the big eight, Belvern right now is in control. They beat TJ. Pick up right where they left off. With a with a statement win over Lower Highlands at a battle of unbeatens, so the Leopards, they're five and zero, three and zero the conference. McKee Sports five and one, two and zero in Big Eight play. Those two play later on. Of course, McKee Sports still has to go through Lower Highlands and TJ. Belvern have just checked those two off. Of course, the Mustangs are five and one, two and one, have to play McKee Sports and TJ still. So we'll see with TJ, an extra week to kind of think about the Belvern loss as they return to action this upcoming Friday night. When TJ actually goes to Laurel Highlands, so kind of a bad timing for that matchup if you're the Mustangs. 
with the Trinity off the Stein and the bomb off the conference. That's kind of what four looks like. And then class three A continuing the show. North Calico over Burrell, fifty six zeros. It was thirty five nothing at the half. As the as Jack Funnel ran for a touchdown, Joey Prentice ran for a score, threw for a score. Kyle Tipinski ran for two touchdowns. Chase Erickson added one on the ground. Trojans roll. Freeport does the same on Valley, thirty three six. As 26 in the third quarter put the game away for the Yellow Jackets. As Ben Lane taking over some quarterback duties as, he, as him and Vinny Clark connected for a touchdown. Lane ran for one. And the Clark boys, Zach and Vinny, each had a near 50-yard pick six. Dice the game. And then, and then the surprise of the conference, Deer Lakes goes to East Day and wins a slobber knocker 9-7. So the Deer Lakes Lancers started to make some noise. In the interstate, Elizabeth Ford routes South Park 48-0 as it was all in the first half. As Zion White started to really kind of show his name as, as let's see, as he is White through two touchdown passes, Zach Boyd caught one of them also at a 75 scoop score. Kyle Florian ran for two touchdowns. Carly Nugent had two touchdowns. Johnny DePoy ran for one, so Warriors roll. Mount Pleasant gets back on track by being York 27-12. Aaron Alaskan ran for three touchdowns, including a 73-yarder. And then South A rounds Brownsville is expected 63-6. And then the Northwestern 6 open its conference play. No surprises here. Central Valley over Quake Rally 69-7. It was 56-7 at the half. As Antoine Johnson taking over the quarterback role with authority. As he throws for three touchdowns to three different receivers. As Bradford Simmons scored on runs of 12 and 50 yards. Landon Alexander scored on runs of 44 and 80 yards. Aberworth gets revenge on KO, rounding them 35-0. to zero. As the scooping score was the only point of the first quarter for the Antelopes, that kind of set the tone as Nate Harper and Tyler Shalise Hooked up for a pair of 20-plus yard touchdown passes in the second quarter. Harper scored on nine keeper. And then Ian Sion with a three-yard dive in the third put the mercy rule into play. And then the feel-good story in the conference and maybe the whippy from the past week, the Ambridge Bridgers snap a overall and conference losing streak as they go to Hopewell and win the game 35-9. It was 28 nothing at the half. As for the Bridgers, Adam Fernandez with a 60-yard power turn. And then Devon Ivory... Through a pair of touchdown passes highlighted by a 44-yard to Deshaun Harmon. Ben Korkulik had a 6-yard run. And then Fernandez had an 81-yard kick return touchdown in the third quarter to ice it. Bridgers get a victory. Good for them. Feel good. And then non-conference, Southmoreland beats Derry 41-0 in that game. As Anthony Governor threw him in for a touchdown. You know, a scoop and score. And then Lily Wasmond with a one-year dive for the Scotties becomes the believes he is believed to become the first girl in Whippeal history to score a touchdown in football. So congrats to her and the school. Big accomplishment there. So in 3A, how's it look like in the Allegheny? North Catholic, North Catholic 3-0, 6-0 overall. Not surprised. Outscoring people by an average of just about 43-5 to a game. But in the Deer Lakes Lancers, 3-0 of the conference, 3-3 three three overall. They've only scored 95 points on the year, but they've only got up 97. So talk about that. And after a rough start, they've rebounded. 
and they're getting the job done. Next up, they get Burl, so you like Deer Lake's chances to get to 4-0. And then we'll could be a big showdown in Week 7, Deer Lake's at North Catholic. Who would have thunk, but it's there. Freeport just won on the conference 2-3 overall. East Day's 1-2, then everybody else is winless at the bottom, and it just isn't pretty. In the interstate, Elizabeth Ford, Mount Pleasant both 2-0, 4-2 overall. South Park, South Bay both 2-1 in the conference. South Marlins 1-1 at the bottom. Browns only Yawk are winless. In the Northwestern 6, Central Valley, Averworth, Am- Ambridge started with a victory. And of course, what's looming in this conference, assuming everyone holds serve, Central Valley, Averworth showdown later in the season. As of course, Keystone Oaks, I mean, a rough patch they've been going on after the hot start. But again, the talent though, you know, they should be able to bounce back. But Ambridge, you never know, you get one win, maybe you can make it two. Class 2A, what happened in week number five? Sarah Catholic takes care of Shadyside 39-7. A marquee game turned out not to be. Steel Valley rolls Lingonier Valley 40-0. As Nanjay Burt, as the man could not be stopped, scored on a pair of one-yard runs in the first half and then followed up with touchdown runs of 45, 65, and 8 yards. It was 27-0 at the break. As the, as the Ironman got an early stop before down, they never looked back. Then Paul Ridge routes some to Academy 41-22. Is Nick Kersey, busy man, scored on a 16-yard run, had a 48-yard catching run. Well, then Carter Schrock was the, was the thrower of the touch. Was that one Nick Kersey? As he as he ran for two touchdowns, he also found Gage Johnson for a 28-yard scoring strike there. I'm in the century. Char Houston bounces back by being Charlotte 27-10. Lane Camden ran for three touchdowns for the Bucks. Waynesburg over Frazier 27-7 as Brendan Woods scored on 55 and 2-yard run. Jacob Steves ran the air two touchdowns. Raiders scored 27 unanswered. And in the Midwestern, Nishanik routes Outwood City 58-14 as Huff keeps his magic going for the Lancers. Mohawk over Windless Riverside, 37-0, and the Warriors keep doing their things. It was 29-0 after three. Mark Connie ran for, had a 55-yard scoring run. Then he caught three touchdowns all from John Voss. And then 85-yard run by Justin Boston iced it. Beer Falls over New Brighton, 39-18. As Jared Brickner, as he threw for three touchdowns to three different receivers... Actually, I'm sorry, three touchdowns and two receivers as Mackay as Clark caught two of them. Brickner also ran for two scores. As Keandre Williams caught two touchdowns, including a 63-yard catch around defeat, but the Tigers roll. And then the Three Rivers, as, and then on Saturday, Laurel took it to freedom, 48-0. The Three Rivers, Carlyton over a hard-fought game over Brown, 6-0. Stow Rocks were outside, so I'd be 63-6, it was 50-0 at the half. As in this game, Josh Jenkins quarterbacked again. As him and Jamon Greenmiller connected on touchdown passes of 84, 31 yards. Diego Wells had a 33-yard touchdown grab and a 92-yard kick return, as well as a 66-yard power return. Drayvon Miller-Ross had a 25-yard run. And then Jamar Peterson scored two rushing touchdowns, so the Vikings not messing around. Western Beaver took it to Seal and Sound, a tight game. 1913, then McGuffey went to West Virginia, and they were defeated 26-21 in non-conference action. I was looking at 2A, 
Sarah Catholic, Steel Valley, both undefeated overall, both 1-0. Apollo up there, Religion Valley, disappointing loss for them. That's kind of the big games in, the, in, the, in this conference. As Sarah Catholic actually travels to Ligonier Valley this upcoming Friday, so that's a huge game. The Rams could get back into the mix if they hold serve at home. And then the Eagles go to Apollo Ridge, and they close out Steel Valley. So again, so the Eagles, they got a tough back say of the conference here. All road games. Apollo Ridge gets some confidence. You never know. So it won't be easy for Sarah to run the table, but it's definitely doable. In the century, Wash Eyes and Cruise Control. McGuffey's undefeated in the conference for now. Shar Houston's the only team above 500. As looking real quick for McGuffey. As they go to Shar Houston in two weeks before traveling to Wash High in the regular season finale. So, about kind of right at the top of the conference, you'd think. The Midwestern, Laurel and Mohawk, both 3-0 in the conference. 6-0, 4-2 overall, respectfully. The Shannock, Beer Falls, both 2-1 in the conference. Freedom New Bryan both one and two. Let's say you ever decided both winless. So again, the conference begin to kind of go half and half. So New Bryan and Freedom both need to do something up there to keep it alive and kind of shake this up for some parity. Of course, at the top, Laurel you expect them to be they're looking really good, especially already having beaten Beaver Falls. But Laurel, two of the last three weeks they go to Mohawk hosting Shanick. That's where it's going to be decided at. Of course, in the Shanick. Already lost them out, but their fate's still in their hands. As they get Beaver Falls all over the last two weeks of this conference, but it's just be getting started. Then in the Three Rivers, Stow Rock supposed to be with Connington on the top half. You expect the Vikings and Golden Beavers to fight for the top two spots the rest of the way. Let's shift the gear to Class 1A in the Big Seven. This in the Big Seven, this conference might be the most wacky in the whippy old at this point. As Cornell scores 21 in answer in the fourth quarter to beat Union 34-22. As Sincere Kimmerer, the dude just keeps throwing dimes. As he threw, as he threw a touchdown passes, Raquan Troutman ran for two touchdowns in this game. As EJ Dawson ran and caught a score. As actually, I'm sorry, Troutman actually ran for three touchdowns for the Raiders. Shenango just when he thought they were sunk off the Schneid, beating Bargettstown 28-6. 28 unanswered to C.J. Miller runs for three touchdowns. Fort Cherry outlasts Northgate 29-28. How about this? The Rangers are finding ways to win games. The Flames are much improved. And each team scored once in every quarter. Just the Rangers are just one point better. As it came down to the fourth quarter, as Austin Mitchell found Devontae Christie for the second time on a 40-yard pass. They went for two and failed. Fort Cherry, they were down by six. As you and Max Trucial founding Anthony D'Alessandro for a touchdown, the only point PAT was good. Rangers win by a point, and again, that point, that win, could be massive in the next month for Fort Cherry. And then Rochester, they routed Olsh 34-7, so the Rams talk about a bounce back and a statement all-in-one. Huge for them. And then the Eastern Conference, Leechburg takes it to Jeanette. 53 to 7 as the game was 7-7 after one, but Tommy Tommy Burke for the Blue Devils, not messing around, as he throws for three touchdowns, runs for another, as Logan Clown is the recipient of two touchdowns, including an 82 yarder. Braylon Lovelace ran for three scores, as the as the touchdowns totaled about 150 yards for him. So, so again the Blue Devils, the offense just keeps cruising. 
GCC the statement over Springdale on the road 35-0. As Amari Mack caught a touchdown and ran for another. As Tyree Turner threw for two scores. And then Claritin came in a big fight. Who would have thunk that's what it was? And the Bears bailed out the Crusaders 28-18. As it was 20 as it was 22-0 at that, but the Crusaders fought back as an early fumble in the end zone recovered by Keir Dixon gave the Bears the lead. And then they got a safety to go up eight zip nine zip, excuse me. And then Christian Wade made it fifteen nothing. And then Connie Honkins had another scoop and score. But then Jane Torres recovered a fumble for the first Crusader touchdown in the end zone. But it was just too little too late as Capone Jones, a twenty two yard scoring scamper in the fourth quarter, put the game away. Clariton wins twenty eighteen. Just kind of a just kind of a bizarre game, but Clariton wins and finds what like they always do. But Canavan really impressed with how they fought and how they overcame the slow start. So they are for real. Riverview gets off the Schneid routing Amani forty two to twelve as the Raiders twenty unanswered in the fourth quarter to get the win. As Dean Sincere for Riverview ran for two touchdowns, as Ben Howard threw for two scores for them, they kind of stepped back for the Saints as they missed an opportunity. And then the good old Tri-County South, Mapletown Manesson, the Greyhounds went, as I'm sorry, as the Maples went up 7-0 on Max Vanon, a 7-yard touchdown pass to Brody Evans. The Greyhounds fought back on Devon Burke's 80-yard run, then went for two and got it. But unfortunately, that'd be for the Greyhounds offense all night long as the Mapletown defense shuts him down. And Elena Stevenson, 26 around in the second quarter, followed by two conversion, was the difference. Maples win 15 to 8 in a defensive battle. Benworth beats Jefferson Morgan in a shootout, 49-48. West Green goes. West Green goes. Uh, hosts Carmichael's and routes him 41 to 20, as the Pioneers got rolling behind their duo of Wise and Brady. Westwood key Nate Orndorff. The Pioneers just put together a complete performance, kind of like a clinic, to be honest, on both sides of the ball. So West Green. They blow out California, blow out Carmichael's back-to-back weeks, and after the ugly start they had, they are humming at all centers in the TCS. Of course, the Carmichael's-Cal matchup is even bigger now later in the season. Before it looks like it's going to be to determine second place. As of course, Cal got a win via forfeit over, um, forgive me here, over Ravella, so Cal had to pick up a victory there. And then Wash High got a vic- four-foot victory over Beth Center in 2A real quick. And then looking in Class 1A in the East, Clariton takes the victory to take over sole possession of first pace in the East. One game all Canavan, Leechburg, and GCC. Of course, the Bears have defeated both Canavan and Leechburg. And GCC is still on the radar. But again, Crusaders, Centurions, Bluto's all two on the conference. Between five and four wins overall. They still all play each other, so the gauntlet's just beginning. Imani, you lose the game to River, you can't lose if you're them. You see you fall back in the one and two mix. Jeanette's down there as well. And how about this? This and Springdale last place at 0 3, three straight losses for them. The offense has kind of disappeared, so they need to turn this around. They're gonna to try to make the playoffs. The Tri County South, on the other hand, West Green, like I said, three and of the conference, four and two overall, playing phenomenal football and winning the big games they need to win. Cal Carmack was both two and one in conference, four wins overall. And their clash is going to determine second place most likely. One well, of the Manessons also 2-1, but the loss to Mapletown throws a wrench in them as Mapletown gets back on track. And the Maples, again, the schedule's in their favor where they have a chance to turn this around and get on a run. As, of course, the Maples go to Avella for the conference meeting. Then Jefferson Morgan and Benworth all on the road. So 
Three straight road games for the Maples. If you take care of your business, you'll be a playoff team. They end hosting West Green. And then you have Benworth Jam, both one and two. And then Avella's winless at the bottom. And then the Big Seven is an absolute mess. As the Cornell Raiders are your first place team. 3-0 in the conference. Rochester and Olsh, along with Fort Cherry, are all 2-1. and one, as They've all had interesting paths to get there. They all got four wins overall as well. Union, who beat Rochester, but has since lost their last two. A 500 ball club just kind of hanging around. Northgate, Shenango both also with Union, a 1-2 and two in Big 7 play. As the Northgate, they're 2-4, and four, but they've fought hard most weeks, and they're not going to be an easy out. Shenango finally got off the schneid as they're 1-4. and four. Maybe they start turning the corner behind C.J. Miller and crew. And then Burgettstown, 0-3 in the conference, 2-3 and three overall, so the Blue Devils have kind of fallen apart after a nice 2 and a start. As the Wildcats, they're going to have their chances. They get Northgate at home. That could be a knockout game early on. Then they get Olsen and Rochester in second before Union comes. So, again, they'll have their chance to, to make a push and kind of amend a, a poor start. Of course, Rochester, the next two weeks are going to be fun. They get Fort Cherry this coming Friday. Then they host Cornell before Shenango and Northgate. So, again... You know, as we said, in the surprising first place, Cornell Raiders, they go to Burgett's Hunch, which looks like a really winnable game for them before the Rochester trip. And then they get Fort Cherry and Olsh the next two weeks. So, really, Cornell, destiny in their hands next month. So, Cornell could go from worst to first. It's in their hands the next four weeks. So, right now, it's going to be interesting to see and a lot of fun to be had. So, and let me just go through real quick to make sure, and that is it. So, those were the scores from the entire weekend, Friday and Saturday. So before we t- before we take off, we're going to talk about the, the top statistical leaders. So we did things a little bit different. As Saliori had four rushing touchdowns of power, Rochester over Olsh, by the way, in the win on Saturday. As let's talk about stat leaders, we're just going to run through it as one big hole and versus kind of trying to throw it out there little by little. So... The top rushers, Najee Bird of Steel Valley, 277 yards of power them to 5-0. Jake Gedekoa, another rising sophomore for the Leopards, ran for 236 and 5 tutties. Lovelace had 220 on the ground for Leechburg. Dean Sassir, the unsug star for every goal, so ran for 220. Tequi Hayes, 208 for Aliquippa. Texco ran for 201 yards for Mount Lemon, and he did that on NA. Brooks Eastburn had 200 yards even for Pine Richland. Carter Green... Powered Penn Trafford with 195 on the ground. Zidane Thomas had 186. Brandon Woods for Waynesburg had 178. Landon Alexander, his usual, 153 for Central Valley. Alaska had 153 for Mount Pleasant. Trucial had 150 for Fort Cherry. Woodlock and Harrington had 147 for respectfully Bell Vernon in Indiana. Harrington's mate, Devin Flynn, ran for 144. Caden Olson did it with his legs. 142 yards on the ground for Armstrong. And then his teammate, Alex Patton, ran for 139. So what do you know? The Riverhawks with a rushing game. Watch out if that sustains itself. Cedric Seymour ran for 138 for Ambridge. Kevin Drew in 130 for KO. Frazier in 130 for Knock. Brock Borgo led Hampton with 126 on the ground. Kersey in 117 for Paul Ridge. Nick Patel in 117 for Lingenier Valley. Devon Burke in 116 for Manesson. Sleva led Moo with 116. Agog paced Canamac at the 113, Stevenson 112 for Mapletown, Chris Hood 111 for Newcastle, Yakimelli 107 for Penn Trafford, 
Camden, 104 for Shaw Houston. C.J. Miller, 103 for Shenango. Top passing, Landon Lutz, 339 yards in the losing effort for the Lions. Brad Birch had 298 for Gateway. Graham Hancock still threw 269 for Santa Valley. Brickner had 256 for Beaver Falls. Connor Roberts paced Trinity with 238. Smetonka had 236 for Shaler. Rodney had 229 for Lower Highlands. Tommy Burke threw 2 for 2, 2 for Leechburg. John Boss, 193 for Mohawk. Quinn and Good, 191 for Aliquippa. Start talking about him. Trucial and 177 in the air for Cherry. Give the man more respect. Jake Phillips, 176 for Hemfield. John Green, 174 for North Hills. Jenkins, just 173 for Rocks. Thought it would be higher, but still a heck of a game. Joey D, 164 for Mount Lebanon. Mike Evans, 163 for Canaan Mack. Logan Johnson, 156 for Kiske. Greensburg Salem's Hand Tesca, 151. McGowan, 145 for Boone. Cannon Olson, 144 for Armstrong. Anton Johnson, 139 for Central Valley. Harper, 138 for Avonworth. Governor had 138 for Southmoreland. Deeds, 137 for Fox Chapel. Trenton Carter and Max Wickland, 136 for Carmichael and Shadyside, respectfully. Sam Miller, 132 for Pierce Township. And then Ivory, 107 for Amherst. And the top receivers, as expected, Safayed Shaler making up for the top five. As for the Lions, Logan Eater, 12 catches for 70 yards. Uh, Nate Dean, 7 for 168 yards. Well, then for Shaler, Dom Rossi, 9 grabs, 66 yards. Dylan Schlegel, 8 for 64. Ian Tufts had 8 catches, 99 yards for Hemfield. Well, then for Pierce Township, Jake McCosco, 7 grabs for 104 yards. Dom Barker, and 7 catches, 84 yards for Norwin. Joe DeSabato for Shaler, 6 grabs, 104 yards. Uh, Keondre DeShields at 5 catches, 122 yards for Lower Highlands. Mark Conti, 5 grabs, 109 yards for Mohawk. Matthew Hilty, 5 for 102 for Kiske. And then in the 5 catch club, Seneca Valley's Brandon Ross and Nick Hemmer for 86 81 yards, respectfully. Connor Harsford, Southlight, had 68 yards. Brett Birch had 46 yards for Gateway. Anthony D'Alessandro, 893 yards for Fort Cherry. And looking at some other big ones um, that stand out. Trey Singleton, four grabs, one and two yards for Beaver Falls. Gateways, Patrick Bodie, four catches, 156 yards. Logan Clyde for Leechburg, four grabs, 120 yards. Beachy for Moonton, 97 yards of four grabs. Isaiah Brown, 63 yards of four grabs for Armstrong. Lamar Williams of Brentwood, 60 yards of his four catches. Jackson Ponds, 50 yards, 58 yards of his four catches for Norwin. Um... And that was really kind of the last stand-up performance receiving-wise. And that's a wrap, guys. So hope you guys enjoyed this. Is check out our updated power rankings. Of course, follow us, Cover 3 Athletics, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Follow us on our website, Cover3Athletics.com. I'm sorry, guys. I, I stuttered there. My apologies. Our website cover 3 athleticsdawicksitecom slash WSP and it's covered the number 3 athletics and I just bar let's thank you guys for this edition as it's another week in the books of course as week 6 Whitfield football the final month of the season fall October all the corny hashtags here we come guys we'll talk to you later this week as we preview week 6 we'll see you then take care <laughs>